even if this house is full or not, we know it's full of your presence. And I pray that you would move in this place today, that you would move upon those who are viewing. God, that, that we wouldn't focus on seats, we wouldn't focus on an empty house, but Lord, our focus would be solely on you today. Lord, and I pray that you would anoint me to preach your word as never before, that you would bring out a different type of minister in me, one that you've called me to be full of passion, desire, and drive. Not honed on skill or my oratorical abilities, Lord, but preaching your word with an anointing that I've never known before, with a passion that I've never felt, with a drive that I've never seen nor known. God, that lives would be changed and hearts would be changed today, souls would be saved, sicknesses would be healed. Lord, we bind the enemy in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would remove every foul spirit that has ever tried to creep in or is trying to creep in. Lord, any, any person of just pure religion, Lord, change their hearts today. Break them of them. Break them of policy. Break them of procedure. Break them of protocol, Lord, and move in their lives today. Move in our lives and have your way, Father. I pray that you would just have your way. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Today uh, is different, obviously. Decisions we made based upon information we had. There's decisions that will be made, and we'll announce that Wednesday. And that decision, uh, it may make some happy, and it may make some mad. But, you know, nonetheless, it's going to be made. Um, I told Summer, and I actually mentioned to a uh, just a while ago, uh, and, and I don't mean this. Uh, can, can, is there a way to turn? I feel like I'm ringing. Maybe it's because, of, I guess, because of Facebook. Uh, sorry, because we're, we're having technical difficulties. Anyway, I said, I, I, there's no wonder since March, since all this stuff began, uh, you read the statistics that more ministers have quit the ministry than ever before. And the weight and the pressure and the, and the things that we felt this week, I told her, I said, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. We're not quitting, so don't, don't go there. Don't think that. But we're not going to quit. But uh, this morning I felt led, and, I, and I, we, the scriptures will come, but uh, uh, before I get there, I feel led to go just a little slightly different direction just for a moment. And, and I want to ask the question to you guys that are viewing, and we preach and we talk about it, and you know that, that it's no secret, we preach the message of the cross, we preach Christ the crucified, which is the word of God. But I ask the question, have we forgotten the cross? Has the church forgotten the cross? Have the people who say they preach the cross forgotten the cross? Have the people who say they, they live by the message of the cross or, or Christ to him crucified, have they forgotten the cross? Because we can go to make this thing a whole realm of religion and, and repetitiveness and, and verbology or phraseology. But if we're wise, if we're wise as believers, we'll do what Jesus did and we'll endure the cross uh, despising the shame for the joy that is set before us and that joy being that Christ is going to return soon, even in the middle of all this craziness. Because you can find yourself mad and frustrated. I've, I, I, and, and, and again, this morning, I guess it would be a transparent morning. I was banging my, my fist, I, not, not like literally, but I hit it one time, banging my fist on my desk 10 minutes before service was beginning to start because I was frustrated. Not at, not at anybody, just the whole thing. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. We're crying out loud. The swabs are made in China. They are. We had the test. But anyway, I'm not going to go there. 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 18 says, For the preaching of the cross is to them who perish foolishness, but unto us who are saved it is the power of God. We preach the word because that's the power of God. The cross, Christ in him crucified, the finished work of Jesus Christ. There's been a, a big argument and, and there's been promotion of teachings going on. If you'll learn to follow the holy days coming up, you're going to draw closer. If you'll pray for 40 days, I promise you'll draw closer. That's a lie. It's a lie. Yes, we need to pray. Yes, we need to seek the Lord. Yes, we need to, to, to fast. And, and to, but those, you're, you're not going to draw closer just because of those things. The finished work of Christ is finished or it's not. Period. 
And if you want to say it's using it as a token to live like you want, to use greasy grace, that's a lie also. It's not, there's a standard, there is a call to be holy. There's a standard uh, that, that is laid out by the word to live a righteous life. But righteousness does not come by things. It comes by being justified by the, by the blood of Jesus Christ. Then you are counted righteous, not because you noticed and, and followed Yom Kippur or lit candles. And if I'm making you mad, I'm not going to apologize to you. And I said that the truth will offend you. The truth is measured by the, by the, by the resistance that it's met with. And I'm telling you that, that the truth offends people. The truth is good until it proves you wrong. And then you want to argue and you want to twist and manipulate and flip the, flip the script, if you will. I'm not going to get caught up in arguments and I'm not going to get caught up in these things. But we've come to a time and a place today in our society where truth has got to be proclaimed. And, and a friend, listen, we're not here to be buddy-buddy, but we're here to love. And this is what I'm going to minister about this morning, love. Love not in the sense of that we're all hunky-dory and we're going to grab hands and sing, and sing Ring Around the Rosies and all those things. We're not playing Red Rover, Red Rover, come on over. We're, 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 we're talking about the love of Christ. But the love of Christ comes in a different realm, in a different aspect, in a different way than many may think. Because it's not just acceptance and tolerance. So, so after Christ was risen from the dead, after he was crucified and after he was risen from the dead, the apostles went on and they preached one thing. They preached the message of Christ. They preached the message of the cross. And everywhere they went, they carried the cross for all the people to see and as they carried that cross, all the power that was afforded to them at Calvary's cross was present with them. The power is gone from the church today. It's gone from the church today. Why? Because we've become a thing about beauty instead of we've changed the cross from a thing of death to a thing of beauty. The cross is where you die, where, where death took place. Jesus said to deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Death takes place at the cross. Death takes place there. Death to what? Death to self. You're not going to kill. You're not going to kill self, but allowing the Holy Spirit to work in you and and allow that power to equip you and to be prevalent in your life allows self to be pushed down. And you understand that I am not about me anymore, and I am not my own in what I desire. We want to operate in intellect. We want to operate in what we think we know is right instead of seeking the Holy Spirit and asking Him. I made decisions based on what I thought was right. I made decisions based off of how I felt and, and to be corrected by the Holy Spirit and have to go back and reverse those decisions. So, so we know that, 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 that the, the, the preaching, of the, we're not talking about the wood beam. We know that. Our, our church knows that. Lakeside Church knows that. But there are people who may view that, what do you talk, we're not talking about a wooden beam. We're talking about the finished work, the, the place that, that, that everything took place, the victory was afforded, salvation was afforded to you and I. So, so where Jesus took away that penalty of sin, the penalty being death, he took that away where he fulfilled the law and, and as that perfect sacrifice. So, so when, when that veil was torn from top to bottom where we were given access into the Holy of Holies so that we could approach God Almighty himself and we could commune with him and speak to him, where death, hell, and the grave were conquered, that's what we're talking about, not the physical wooden beam. Where, where Christ made show of them openly, he blotted out the handwriting. This is found in Colossians 2, 14 and 15. He blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that were against us or contrary to us. He took them out of the way, nailed them to, to his cross. But listen, he didn't stop there. He made show of, of the devil, of the minions, all, all that he has openly. He triumphed over them in it. Why? Because he was ascending to the Father to set down because the work was done. A work that you and I can't do. But it's a work that we must preach and it must be preached in love. So, so the power that was operative in the early church has, has not, 
we don't see that all the time now. And I'm not talking about shouting and running and, and throwing things and just acting a fool for Jesus. I'm talking about literal power, the wonder-working power of the Holy Spirit to where you're walking in places and people... And that's not because of you, but people are noticing something and they're drawn to the Jesus and the operating of the Holy Spirit that's in you. And even if it's in Walmart and you don't have a mask on, they want to know about the Christ that you serve because the Holy Spirit is working in you because you've denied self and you've made him a, not priority, but you've made him the value of your life. So what happens? Somewhere we strayed from the power to, to, to from preaching the power, the message, the cross, we, we, we strayed from the power to pacifying, from preaching truth to just telling stories. From, 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 from making sure that uh, when we have our three-point sermon, uh, it's on point, that it's good, that we're sharpening our hooks to, to find out something that people will grab a hold of, that they'll, they'll uh, retweet or, or post on Instagram or, or, or make a post on Facebook, hashtag Pastor Jason said. Who cares? When we come to the place that we understand that we are nothing without him. John 15, 5, without Christ we can do nothing. That we're nothing without him. And that we need him for everything that we do. Even making a decision based on not CDC guidelines. But the word of God and what the Holy Spirit says. If I, find, I, I don't know if I'm mad or anointed this morning, but I may be a little bit of both. But I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of society dabbling in the things of the church. And I'm sick and tired of the church dabbling in the things of society. We were called to be separate, to come out from among them and be ye separate. We should be seeking the Lord. When's the last time you prayed and asked the Lord what He would have you to do? Lord, give me wisdom in the decision that i got to make. Not just bash somebody on what they've made. Well, such and such says this. I don't care what such and such says. I want to know what the Lord's told you. I want to know what He's told you. What has He told me? I, that's what I'm looking for. We've been asked this week multiple times and we said it. Where's the line drawn? I don't know. Who knows? God does. So I'm going to ask him. That's who I'm going to ask. So, so, so people, may, they make an, uh, uh, an outline of the cross before them. They go up to bat, and right now the playoffs are, they, they go up to bat, this is some magic, this is going to allow me to hit a home run. <laughs> Man, come on. We made the thing at best, the cross, we made it at best a weak emblem, and at worst, it's a positive fetish. We got crosses on the wall. We got crosses. We preach the cross. We preach Christ and Him crucified. We're cross, cross, cross eyed preachers. And we've made it a positive fetish, and we've not lived by it at all because we wouldn't dare go out and love somebody that's unlovable. We wouldn't dare go out and stand beside the guy that's getting ready to fire up a, a, a lighter and cook heroin in a spoon and tell him, Brother, you don't have to inject that because I can tell you something that will save your life. We wouldn't dare do that, but if you'll come to our house, we'll preach it to you. Let me tell you something. It's time that the church leave the building. I wish I had somebody in here. I hope y'all are shouting at home. You can give us a thumbs up and blow your horn at your house. I don't care. But it's time that the church leave the building. This is why I've been so desperate. So for months and months and months and saying, we need a trailer. I'm about to ask somebody something crazy. If the Lord feels it on your heart and places it on your heart to give us, and I don't ever do this, to donate to Lakeside Church $10,000 to purchase a trailer for the specific use of not looking at us, but to use it in ministry, then God bless your soul. I'm believing for it, and I need the people to believe, me with, believe with me. Because this church ain't going to stay in this building. Yeah, we're going to be here. We're going to be at 6636. But we've got a couple that are passionate and desire to take the gospel, the cross, the message of the cross to the places that a lot of people won't go. Why? Because they ain't scared. Anyway, I may get to my message this morning. I may not. I don't know. Well, I'm going to preach what he, what he lays on my heart. But I, I don't know what we came or what you're viewing, what you tuned in expecting today. 
What are you believing for? And if, and if, if someone were to come into your presence with, a, with, a, with a, a gimp leg or a lame hand or blinded eyes, and, and we're all about that. We want to see the physical miracles. But if someone went in your presence with a hardened heart, a heart that was of stone, that was sinful by nature, and we all are, unless we're redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, if someone came in your presence, and they do every day, would you believe for the ultimate miracle for salvation for their lives? Because you don't need, listen, you don't need to, to worry about a, a limb growing out or all those things. What you need to worry about first is the foundation right, is the heart right with Jesus. Because you can go to heaven with jacked up teeth, a missing limb, and even a, even a blinded eye or deaf ears. But you will not enter into the kingdom of God if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Well, brother, that ain't preaching love. That is preaching love. Now, to my text. We don't have service tonight, so I can preach extra long today. If you uh, turn in your word with me to, to John, I probably should get there, John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, chapter 15. Does anybody else do that in their mind when they're flipping through? <laughs> I just still do it. I learned that when I was a young kid, and I just still do it all the time. John, chapter 15, um, <coughs> verses 10 through 17. I don't have the Rona, don't worry about it. We've been tested. I do have allergies, however, so that's what the cough is about. John 15, 10 through 17. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love is no man than this, than, than that man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knows not what his Lord does, but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. Please, if you write in your Bibles, if you don't get you a Bible you can write in, please circle this, go and bring forth fruit. Underline it, highlight it, type it in your phone in screaming loud capital letters. I don't care what you do, but this is what you should be doing, going and bringing forth fruit, not in yourselves. Verse 17, or let me finish verse 16, that, and that your fruit should remain, and that, uh, that whatsoever you shall ask in, 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 uh, of the Father in my name, these things I command you, that you love one another. This morning, using for a title, uh, if, if you like to write these things down, abiding in the love of Christ. Abiding in the love of Christ. So does this mean that we're tolerant? When we abide in the love of Christ. Are we tolerant? Does it mean that you're a doormat? Does it mean that you're just, let's link arms with everybody. Does it mean that you go out to and buy you a sticker that says coexist? No, it don't. That sticker's just a lie straight from the pit of hell. Coexist, that's never going to happen. You can coexist if you don't care. You can, and uh, and. Uh, Maybe, maybe I'm just uh, hitting on all cylinders this morning. I don't know. But if you listen or observe, that you'll notice that many will put their twist on the love of Christ. Because Jesus loves everybody. For God so loved the world. Yes, he did. He gave his only begotten son. So that whosoever will believe in him should not perish. But I have everlasting. Well, what I think is you can pray to anybody you want as long as you pray into a God. Well, I'm congratulations on what you think, but that's not what the Word of God says. He, he did not consult us in all of our high intelligence and ask us what we, he thought we should be writing down or he should inspire those writers to pin to the Word of God. He didn't ask our opinion. We've all got opinions. Go tell the doctor, well, I think, doctor, that if I eat Reese cups and drink fatback juice all the days of my life, then that's a healthy recipe. The doctor's going to tell you, I'm glad that that's your opinion, but your opinion is wrong. Tell that to your arteries when they're blocked. 
and your chubby fingers when they hit all the numbers. <laughs> Dear God, that was awful. But this is what we do. We want to put our twist, our opinion, our thought on things because we know what's best. That he loves everybody regardless of how they live. That's not what the word of God says. He has a love for everybody even if they're living in sin. Yes. But to experience and benefit the love of Christ, you have to come in his way. His way is what Jesus said. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. So there is one way to God, there is one way to heaven, and that is through the Son, Jesus Christ, that is through the provision that he made, and that, that provision was made at Calvary's cross. That's the power. The preaching of the cross is to those who perish foolishness. So if it's foolishness to you that we're preaching the word of God and not popular opinion or what makes you feel good, the word of God tells you that you are perishing. But unto us who are saved, it is the power of God. So, so they say, well, well, he loves everybody. You know, you do you and I'll do me. You stay in your lane and I'll stay in mine. That's good. Okay, that's fine. But can I tell you that your lane has a bridge that's out, and if you keep going in that lane, you're going to die? Oh, God, that's not the love of Christ. The love of Christ would put you in the car with them, and you would just die with them? No, 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 no. That's not it. Listen, there's some truth in, in, in that, that, that he does love everybody, but John 15, 9 says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my continue, continue ye in my love. <coughs> Can I tell you that you cannot continue in his love if you've never experienced his love? You can talk about his love, but you have not experienced his love unless you've been born again, unless you've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. But then yet you will say, I love Jesus, but I also love the ways of Dalai Lama and all of these other things. I'm going to tell you something. You cannot serve God and mammon. You either love one or hate the other. That's it. Well, brother, that ain't true. No, that's the truth. That's the truth. If you want to call this hellfire and brimstone preaching, then call it whatever you will. But I call it the truth. And I tell you this because I love you. This is why. I don't tell my kids that you're doing a great job when in fact it's not great at all. God, I, that's so harsh to be a parent to tell them that no, this is not right. Well, why is that harsh? You want them to do it right. Therefore, they won't continue to do it wrong. So here we go. John 15, as the Father have loved me, so have I uh, loved you. Continue in my love. But, but here's how. Verse 10 says, if, here is the condition, folks. There is a condition to experiencing all that God has for us in our lives. It, it, and the condition is not this, just show up to church or just open your Bible or light a candle and, and follow the holy days. That is not the condition. The condition is this, if you keep my commandments, and I know, wait a minute, well, Jesus kept the commandments, Jesus followed the rituals, Jesus did this. No, Jesus fulfilled the law, he fulfilled it, he didn't obliviate, or whatever the word I'm looking for, wipe it away, he fulfilled the law so that you and I don't have to because we can't. It don't take the law out of the way in, in, in the Mosaic law, the Ten Commandments, but all the ceremonies, all the rituals, all the sacrifices, if you say that you're going to keep the law, then you send me atonement for sin. You can't. Because there is no atonement other than the blood of Jesus Christ. So you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Verse 11, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. So his commandments are in his word from Genesis to Revelation. Yes, we keep the whole word of God. We don't operate under greasy grace. The new, the new, the new, there is a new covenant that was made, which is a better one. We have one mediator. His name is Jesus Christ. He is the great high priest. I don't have to do these things. 
So his word is not a buffet for us to pick and choose of what we like or what we want. So, so he'll never leave us, nor will he forsake us. But where's what we do? We forsake him. And why? How? Because we refuse to receive his finished work and refuse to rest in him. So then we do not experience the benefits of his love. It's still there, but we don't experience the benefits of his love because we have walked out. You want to go Old Testament? Let's go Old Testament. They applied the blood to the doorpost and they were safe as long as they remained in the house. In Christ Jesus, hello, let's look back at the cross. That's where the blood was applied. We remain in the house. When you walk out of the house, the death angel's not going to pass over you because the blood is not covering you. My God, I wish I had somebody at the house shout. Maybe we can FaceTime this meeting next time. I don't know. Ooh, I, just, I could just see people running around in their living room. I think Matt Farball's up on his coffee table right now doing a dance. Maybe, I don't know. But anyway, so his word's not a buffet that we can pick and choose. He fulfilled the law. He didn't abolish the law. He fulfilled meaning that we rest in Christ, that law and grace do not mix. It don't mix. Read Galatians. This is why Paul wrote to them. So I want to I make myself clear. God's word is his word, and it's his word alone. And there are parameters in the word of God that which we must live. Period. Keith Babin, our friend, puts it this way. And, I, and I'm, I'm not going to go word, word, verbatim what he said. But in gist, it's this. I can't go to McDonald's and order a double Whopper with cheese. Because they don't sell it. Nor can I go to Burger King and order a, a, a McRib. I wouldn't want one anyway, but they don't sell McRibs. It ain't on the menu. There are parameters by which they can serve and which they operate. And it does not change. The word of God has been laid out from way before any of us were here. And it has not changed. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Those parameters are set and they don't change just because it's 2020. They don't. We have changed. The people have changed. The people have hewn out with their hands broken cisterns because we're making an altar, we're making an idol, and we're exalting us because we're going to link arms and join hands and, and march down the street saying that we preach the love of God, but yet we support LGBTQ and Whatever other letter they got. I want to tell you something. I love somebody if they're homosexual, trans, whatever those are. But I do not love nor will support or in, 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 uh, attach my name to a movement that supports sin. I'm not going to do it. Because that's not what God's word said. I got family. I have family. That live a homosexual lifestyle. I love my family. But I will not support the lifestyle. Because it's sin. The word of God says it's sin. And if I don't tell you that. Then I don't love you. I got family. That thinks it's okay to murder. What they call a glob in a womb. Can I tell you the word of God says that life begins at conception. The heartbeat is there. The heartbeat is there. That's life. It's murder. It's wrong. Abortion is sin. Do I love my family? Yeah, I love my family. But I'm not going to support you. I'm not going to support the life. And I'm not going to jump on your agenda. I got family. Family that thinks they're going to heaven because their grandpa Collins was a fire, a uh, 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 hell and firestone or whatever you want to call it, preacher of the word of God. Can I tell you something? I don't care if your last name's Foster, Collins, or whatever other last name's attached to our family. You are not going to go to heaven unless you are born again and covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. And if it makes you mad, then kick me out of the family. Because I don't care. 
I'm done with, with playing games. I'm telling you that time is running out and the line is drawing closer to where we must repent and turn from our evil and wicked ways and come back to the cross. Oh, i got a family reunion coming up. I'm sure I'm going to be welcomed with open arms. Can I tell you something? I'm going to walk in and I'm going to hug your neck anyway. And if you hate me, that's on you. My family ain't the only family that's jacked up either. All of our families are. But see, we want to act like we're good because we go to church. Our family's perfect. I ain't nobody's family perfect. What we have to do is preach and live the word of God, the love of Christ, abide in his love. Philippians 2 and verse 12 says this, and people take it way out of context. Well, the Bible says to work out your own salvation. Yes, it does, but there's an alternate part of that verse, a lighter part of that verse, with fear and trembling. So if you're working out your salvation according to what you feel is right, there is no fear or trembling because the one who is to fear is God Almighty himself. The trembling is at the trembling that he has the power to give and take away. So when one says, this is how I see it, as long as I'm okay with it, it tells me that they have no regard for God nor His Word because there is no fear nor trembling. People don't want to know for themselves. They don't want to read. They don't want to study God's Word. They don't. They don't do it. People don't want to inform themselves today. I told my brother the other day, I actually mentioned the summer too. We live, since, since the beginning of time, of all humanity, we live in the most informed society ever. Ever. But yet we're the most ignorant nation of people ever. Because we fail to be informed. Oh sure, you can be informed by what tickles your ear. It will always tickle your ear. It will always tell you you're right. But go to another source. Go to another source. So Jesus Christ is not mixed with anything. You can't follow Christ and the teachings of Islam, Buddhism, or Hinduism, or anything else. <coughs> it don't work. John 15 and 13 says, Greater love has no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friends. Look back at verse 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. It was Jesus and he alone that laid down his life. Nobody else laid it down. And until we come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, we cannot know his love nor exhibit his love. Jesus said that you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Philippians 2 verse 9. Wherefore God also has highly exalted Jesus, him, uh, uh, and giving him a name which is above every name. His name is higher than any stronghold. It's greater than any riches. It's more powerful than any bondage. And there is no sickness that he can't heal. There is no life that he cannot change. It's his name that is above all of that. But yet we do great displeasure and dishonor to his name by making a mockery of it. By denying the power that he supplies us through the finished work at Calvary's cross. Because we think we know. That's just us. But to benefit from the great love, you have to receive it, not just talk about it. God does not tolerate that which is contrary to his word. He don't. Oh, I remember when me and Summer were, 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 we are no longer considered young, but when we were young and we were never really cool, but we were, we were looked at as, I guess, the cool young couple that had, had the, the nice little family with the good-looking boys and pretty girls, and, and we're going to use you, and, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. And I can remember being in Bible college and hearing things, and I'm thinking, this is so stupid. But God's Word don't change. Even, when, even in, in that time of ignorance in my part, the Holy Spirit was pricking my heart, and I was pushing it off on something else and saying, ah, this is crazy. We're in a different time. It don't matter. He don't change. He don't change. His love is endless. His love is unselfish. And his love is sacrificial. In Philippians 2 verses 5 through 7, Paul penned, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. 
What mind? The mind that was in Christ. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But made himself of no reputation. And took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of men. The greatest thing I've ever been called in my life is loved. The greatest title I've ever been given in my life is husband. First of all, it's a believer called friend. But next, in, in, in the physical terms, it's husband and it's my uh, daddy or father. They don't call me father, Jason. They call me dad. Uh, dad. And then the next is to be called pastor. And to be called a pastor means that you should be a servant of the body, not to be on to... I'm, my, I, I can't wait till we get a new sign, and guess whose name ain't going to be on the sign? If mine ain't going to be there, because I don't care. It's not about us. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about the finished work. It's about preaching the power that will change lives forever. So by Christ going to the cross to redeem man, he perfected his love. 1 John 4, 14-17. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth or dwells in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love, and he who dwells in love dwells in God, and God in him. So, that, well, well, God is love, that's true, but look at this. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. So don't just say, well, God is love, and live like hell. Dwell in, abide in. John 15, go and read John chapter 15. He's the vine, we are the branch. You have to abide in Christ to abide in God. You can't, you can't just say God is love, He is love, but to exhibit that love, you have to abide in God. And when you do, the love of Christ, abiding in the love of Christ, it that is abiding because he abides in us. We have to know his love and we have to know it by belief in him and dwelling in him and he in us. John chapter 21, if you want to write these verses down or go back and you, you, can, you can, that's the good thing I guess about uh, live stream and you can reverse it, not reverse it, rewind it or they don't even have rewind no more, they just slide the bar. But anyway, you can do that. Y'all don't know about the old days when we sit in front of the radio and call the radio station and, and be having a tape in the recorder and, and you had to hit it and tell everybody in the room to be quiet too. But that don't matter because those days are gone. I know uh, we're in a new time now. But anyway, I don't even know why I told you that so that none of that matters. Just forget all of that. John chapter 21 verses 14, 15, and 16. Jesus asked Peter if he loved him. Jesus asked Peter a specific point blank question. Do you love me? And I, I believe that he's asking the church that question today. Do you love me? And then Peter's, well, of course you know I do. If he didn't, he said, if you do, then feed my lambs. Verse 15, he said, feed my, or, 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 or verse 16 and 17, he said, feed my sheep. If you love me, he keeps asking him the question, do you love me? Yeah, gee, yeah, you know I love you, then feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. Not, not feed them a hodgepodge meal, but feed them what? His word. If you love me, you're going to feed them, not what you got in your pocket, but what I have supplied you, the Word of God. We had a goat that, that, that died, and I know that sounds terrible. And it died, literally died due to, we fed it, but it was the wrong thing. And we didn't kill our goat, so don't go call PETA and, and, and ASPCA and all this stuff. We didn't kill our goat. We, we fed our goat. We fed them hay and grain, but grain caused calcium deposits in the bladder, and it ended up killing it. This is what happens when we feed people. They love, I mean, he loved the grain. He was like, yeah, and eating the heck out of the grain. But it killed it. This is what we do. We, we pastors, we church people, oh, they, we love it. Woo! Give us some sweet treat when we're feeding them our own thing. Feed them the word of God. That's my goat impression for you today. Matthew 28, 19 and 20, Jesus said, Go ye therefore and teach all 
nations. All means all. Black, white, yellow, blue, green, purple, brown, everything in between. Teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But you go to verse 20. says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Don't quit teaching them to observe all things because it's 2020. And now they got, and they had it just a, had a storm called Beta. What, this year's been nuts. Crazy. But this, he don't change just because everything's gone crazy. Keep teaching them, keep loving them to observe all things. Observe in the Greek is, is terejo. If I didn't say that right, you can, I'm sure you'll correct me, but uh, that's, that's how I'm going to say it. But that means to guard from loss or injury properly by keeping the eye upon and to not differ from. It don't change no matter what. When I was 18 years old, we built a place in, uh, if John Simons happens to watch this, it was a building that he did, it's called Baxter Harris in Belmont, North Carolina big huge warehouse and I had the fantastic job one of the most ADD people of all on the whole entire job I was 18 years old remember this my job was to sit in the fire fire control building because they had a problem with fluctuating pressure and my job for eight hours <coughs> was to watch the pressure gauge and if it fluctuated I had to write this down mind you we didn't have a smartphones. We didn't have anything, but I had some rocks. I had some sticks. And I'm going to tell you, I watched this gauge for about a whole 12 seconds. Why am I telling you this? Because I don't know if it changed or not. This is almost that much attention that we as believers sometimes give to the Word of God. If it's changing, if they're altering course. Why was it important to know that the pressure was staying consistent? Because if this place called Baxter Harris, who were, in, were to catch on fire, they needed to know that there was enough supply there to put the fire out. I want to tell you something. Christ never runs out of anything. But if there is a fire that comes your way, and you are not living and obtaining and, and adhering to the Word of God, you have fluctuated the supply, and it's not there to change the situation. You won't change it. But the power of God will. So when we receive Christ as our Savior, we receive His love, the benefits of His love. And in turn, we are to show His love as He has shown us. He gave us His word to lead and to guide us. So what do we do? We give it back. We give it back. We give Him His word. We don't give Him our thought. We don't give Him our... Uh, yeah, everybody delivers that different. I'm not talking about delivery. I'm talking about the word. I'm quirky, and I do stupid stuff, and I and it never been a Sunday went by in seven plus years that I haven't done something to to make myself or my wife blush because this just it just comes out. That's me. But I'm passionate, and sometimes that passion uh, can can almost get me in trouble because I have a drive to to continue to move forward. And sometimes my reins need to be pulled back a little bit because I'm so gung-ho about everything why because i know that people are dying or perishing and they're going to hell and all i want to do is reach more and more and more and and and, and i've learned to look uh, not at i don't what i'm about to tell you may find you you may find as a surprise but i don't look and i don't dabble in the finances of church all i need to know from our clerk is are we in the black or are we in the red I don't care if we're in the black by $10,000 or $0.10. Cent. As long as we're making it, hallelujah. But why? Because we're going to keep moving forward. We're not called to build a big bank account, but we're called to go ye therefore and teach all nations. How? By taking the gospel forward. And yes, it costs money. Gospel's free, but it costs money to take it. You ever sent, have you ever sent, wrote a letter or typed a letter now, I guess? And you mailed it to somebody in California. The letter was free. But how did, it cost money to get it there. Listen, I'm not here to beg for money. Don't, don't, don't take that wrong. But it cost. 
It's got to go. We, 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 we take the gospel forward. Psalm 119, verse 105. That word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. His word and his word alone is our guide. He illuminates the way. By, and by the preaching of the gospel, we are sharing the love of Christ. We are abiding in his love and help illuminate the way for others. <coughs> Have you ever been at your house or in your yard or, or in a place that you know and it was dark and you had the flashlight... And, and instead of lighting the way for you, because you know the way, you turn the light behind you and you're walking. They're following the light. They're following you. Why? Because you know where you're going. You know the obstacles. You know the hazards that's in your yard. You know where the, the potholes are and the, and, the, and the dog stuff are. And you know where all the stuff is. You dodge all of that and you just keep walking. But you got the light for somebody else to see so that you can light the way. You can light the path. Why? Because you know this is what we should be doing with the Word of God. Not, not, I mean, it ain't physically lighting it up, but spiritually it is. And the light is ahead of you. You already know I'm following the way, the truth, and the life. I'm sharing the light, the love of Christ, the word of God, the lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. But have you ever been following somebody with a flashlight and you can't see nothing? And you're back there kicking rocks and falling over stumps and roots and you're like, hey brother, it'd be nice if you shine that thing back here once in a while. This is how most believers, I mean, we, we got the woo, big, big bright, bright flashlight and we can see good and we're jumping up. But you want people to follow you while you follow him, but you ain't never shared nothing with them and lit the way. And they've fallen all over the place. And you're thinking, dang, you should have seen that. Well, uh, yeah, you saw that because you had a big, we got a flashlight that would literally burn you if you touch it. I don't know why we have that flashlight, but it's bright. Get, well, Cora, I see it. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad I didn't tell you about that. This is, this is, we've got to share, abide in the love of Christ. Warn people. I've never been, I mean, we used to, I used to, I grew up with woods everywhere behind my house, and I knew the trails, and I, I knew them like the back of my hand. I knew where everything was, and I would tell people to watch out for this or that because I knew where it was, and never one time did one person tell me, Jason, I can't believe you told me to watch out for that. I hate your guts because you told me there was a big hole there that if I fell in, I could really break my leg. I hate you. They never said that. They're like, oh, okay, appreciate that. But, we, we, but, 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 but now, now tell them spiritually, now, now the Word of God says that you cannot, you, that, that, that fornicators, uh-oh, here we go, we're going to get in trouble now. You can't be sleeping around and shacking up and still abiding in the love of Christ if you ain't married. <laughs> You're in trouble now because this ain't little house on the prairie days. I don't care. God's word still has not changed. There is still a standard. His word, his word alone is our God. Love does not mean that we coexist. He is the good shepherd and by his staff he will separate us from the wolves. He will snatch us from the wolves, but also or wolves, but also by his staff he'll correct you. In Nehemiah 10, 28 and 29, we read where the, and the rest of the people, the priests, the Levites, the, the porters, the singers, the, the, the Nithiums, or, or how do you say that, and all they who had separated themselves from the people of the lands unto the law of God, their wives, their sons, their daughters, everyone having knowledge and having understanding, they claved to their brethren, their nobles, and entered into a curse and into an oath. To walk in God's law, which was given by Moses, the servant of God, and to observe and do all the commandments of the Lord, and uh, Lord our Lord, and His judgments and statutes, they separated themselves as a term, uh, as terms of a covenant to remain peculiar, to remain separate. But that, well, that was Old Testament. Okay, well. New Testament says, 2 Corinthians 6, 17, I mentioned a while ago, Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. 
I'm not talking about isolation. We're talking about separation. And separation doesn't come by your dress. It doesn't come by your haircut. It doesn't come by the shoes you wear or the belt buckle you got. It comes by the inward change, by the working and operating of the Holy Spirit in your life because you can look like a jewel and live like garbage. You can look holy and live filthy. Looks ain't got nothing to do with it. It comes from an inward operating and moving of the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. But going all the way back to the beginning, if you're denying the power thereof, if you're denying the power of Christ working in your life by rejecting His finished work, then there ain't no change happening but outward. And you look good and you sound good and, you, and, you, and all of these things good, but what you're feeding them is your good stuff, the sweet feed, and you're killing... You're killing the sheep. You don't love them. If you love them, you'll, right now our goats are mad at us because we took the grain away. And there, man, you walk outside and they want you to feed them the grain. And you can go to the trash can. It's not a little trash can. It's actually a feed can, but it's an old metal trash. If you take the lid off, they're like, ooh, and they're jumping up and they got, they're hoofing the, the gate, but I ain't giving them no grain. And they're jumping the, the goat pen and they're jumping into the pig pen because they want to eat Smalls' food. They're mad at us because we want to save their lives. A couple years ago, Summer mentioned this. We were walking down the beach and there was a tide pool. I got a lot of family that lives at the beach. But in that tide pool was some fish that had washed in and then got caught as the tide went out. They were caught in the tide pool. Well, that's okay. No, that's not okay because the sun was baking and killing them and there was no oxygen in that pool and they were going to die in that pool. But we walked up and, and I scratched out and we scratched out with our foot a channel from the tide pool to the big vast body of water called the ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, for those fish to swim out. And as the water was rushing out of the tide pool into the ocean, the fish were swimming the opposite way. And we said at the same time, this is like pastoring a church. You're trying to save their lives and they want to run the other way. I'm not saying our church. I'm just talking about pastoring. Preaching the truth. People don't like it. Why? They had rather die? Really? They love darkness. The word says there's a day coming and it's here that they love darkness more than light. Because if I tell you that BLM is a terrorist Marxist organization, you're going to call me a racist. But I'm going to tell you that it is a terrorist Marxist organization. So is the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> Any movement of man is a movement of man. We need to come back to our knees and bow before a holy God and preach His Word and live His Word and love people regardless of who they are, what color they are, where they come from. Let me, let me say, but those people that are marching with the BLM movement and the KKK movement and the, and the whoever other movements you got, they are still a soul that needs to be saved and you can post all you want about them. But if you ain't praying for them, then shut your mouth. Listen, they separated themselves. Uh, so, so 2 Corinthians 6.17, Come out from among them, be ye separate. Saith the Lord, touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Not isolate, but by His blessing, His love being bestowed upon us, and in you and on you, you will be changed. We are not the same pastors we were seven plus years ago, thank God. I didn't have a clue how to, I didn't know. Oh yeah, man, we'll take the church. Woo-wee! Hallelujah! And I love this church. I love this body. We have the best church in the world. And I know that if you're a pastor, you should feel the same way. But I'm not lying. I'm telling you the truth. But we're not the same pastors that we were seven plus years ago. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has changed us. And he's still changing us. I'm not the same preacher that I was seven plus years ago. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has changed us and he's changing us. Why? Because he desires us to bring forth much fruit and yet still remain in it. 
You can't profess Jesus as Lord and Savior and not change, period. You can't. If there's no change, if there's no fruit in your life, then I, you're just saying something. I'm going to tell you right now, I've been going to Gold's Gym for 17 years every day. Look at you. I'm lying to you. You know that. Gold's Gym don't produce this. They don't produce pear figures. <laughs> Summer asked me the day or whatever day it was. What do you think you're shaped like? I said a pear. I love pears. They're healthy for you. <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm lying to you. So if you call me out, I'm, I can't fool you. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you're like you're like Nikita Koloff, big. If you don't know who that is, then you just don't know nothing. And I look like a pear, and I'm telling you, yes, I have been working out. I just look like a VeggieTales character, and I'm sorry. But you know I'm lying. But see, when you have spent time on your face before God, and he has torn you up from top to bottom, inside out, and he's used his staff to separate you and correct you, and you tell somebody, Brother, I hear what you're saying, but your life ain't matching up. Well, then they're going to tell you, prove it. You are proving it. I don't have to. They hate me. Why? Could it be because we love darkness more than light? So Psalm 1, 2, and 3 says this, But his, our Lord, delight in the law of the Lord which is God's word, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. So everything that man does, it dies, but everything that he does, it will last forever. So to experience this, we must remain in the vine, for without him, John 15, 5, I said a while ago, for without him we can do nothing. So it is He, the Holy Spirit, that gives life. He don't revive dead limbs. He makes us new. In fact, it tells you that the dead things are gathered up and cast into the fire. He don't want to revive you. He wants to renew you and to give you new life. We pray for revival forever, and I know that we say that, but why? Because we're dead. Church is dead. All we want is another place, another name, another seat to be filled. We want things to go to normal so we can get back to our schedules. Yeah, I'm, I've been frustrated. I told you that, but I'm, I'm beyond that. Thank you, God, for taking that from me. So, so we go back to John 15, verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love for so. So for me, us, not to tolerate, to, 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 to coexist does not mean that we don't love. <coughs> It don't mean that we don't love you because we tell you the truth. Paul said, am I therefore now your enemy because I tell you the truth? Talking about the church of Galatia. So for one to call sin, sin does not mean that we don't know the love of Christ. But yet people will tell you that. You're painted the villain. You're painted the villain. Brother, you can't preach hellfire and brimstone. You've got to preach love. You gotta love them. You gotta whisper in their ear that Jesus loves you. Before you hug their neck, you gotta tell them, brother, I love you so much. But if I didn't tell you this, you're on your way to a devil's hell. And if you don't change, then you don't you're not gonna receive this embrace anyway. There's no hope for where you're headed. I'm not talking about grabbing a bullhorn and screaming in their ear. Thank God for those. Man, there's a guy. Uh, uh, man, oh gosh, his name just slipped into my Ryan, uh, brother Ryan, preaches all the time. Ah, uh, oh, man, he's on my Facebook page, and I watch him a lot. Thank, uh, he uses a bull. I'm not talking about that. He ain't screaming at people, and but he's telling the truth in love. In love, he's telling the truth. So I'm, I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about you. You got to love and point out before you embrace. 
What does the word say? His commandments. Uh, again, 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 and 10. Do you not know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, or adulterers, nor the effeminate, or abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, or covetous, or drunkards, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. When this is preached, when it's taught, all of a sudden you're a church filled with hate and not the love of God. Ain't nobody coming. No. They will respond, not to you, but to the drawing of the Holy Spirit. Because you're not denying the power and the working and moving and operating of the Holy Spirit. So when it's, when it's preached, you're told that you hate and you don't love. No, that's not the truth. I'm preaching this because I do love. I'm preaching this to get you to verse 11 of 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And such were some of you. <laughs> I was some of this. But now you are washed. You are sanctified. But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Here's where you come out from among those things. Verses 9 and 10. This is what you were. That you were not going to inherit the kingdom of God. But now that you have received Jesus Christ. You are washed in the blood of the Lamb. You are righteous. You are justified. Sanctified. You're not that anymore. Thank God for that. So you don't have to, to paint a happy face. You, you preach this so that people don't have to paint a happy face on a miserable life. This is what church folk do. Oh, we're good. <laughs> Thank you for asking. I'm terrible at hiding emotions. Summer knows when something's wrong before I even... I ain't got to say nothing. It's just there. I'm not very good at charades. I just, it's just there. They know. So to exhibit love, you have to know love, and, and, and love will warn, it will correct, it will rebuke, and love will continue even when we come up short. I wish I could say that in the last seven plus years that I've agreed with everything everybody in this place has said, and they've agreed with everything I've said. That ain't the truth. That <laughs> ain't the case at all. In fact, I was texting back and forth with some men of the church this morning, and, and this is what I said. I said one thing, and one said something else that didn't agree with what I said. don't mean that he don't love me, and I don't love him, and it don't mean that we're going to go arm wrestle to settle it. <laughs> it. It just don't. This is how it works. But the ultimate goal is we love the body of Christ. So when we get our feathers all ruffled up and we, we take our lunch and we pack it and go somewhere else, guess what you're going to do? You're going to take your whiny pout and tail somewhere else just to pout there. But when we receive the love of Christ through the love of Christ by the word of God and we'll allow that correction in our lives to take place, then we'll change. People, all of us, I'm talking about me included. So that's love. Here, here it is. Here's what it is to stay away from. Uh, we stay away from this. And, and, and Jesus said that he'll keep us from it. Whatever that may be, he'll protect us. Why? Because he's the good shepherd. He didn't call us servants for the servant don't know what the Lord does. This is what the word says. He said, you are my friends. And if you do whatsoever I command you, and we in ourselves cannot do what he commands. Summer says a lot, she says this a lot, you can't live for him without him. So he didn't call us to, 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 to be servants, uh, but yet he, called, or he does call us to be servants, but yet he calls us friends. And as friends, he keeps those things from us, whatever it may be. He has chosen us for a purpose and ordained us for a purpose. If you look at verse 16 in John chapter 15, that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. As our fruit remains in Christ, the fruit will continue. One who does not know Jesus cannot know love. And again, if you want to call me intolerant, a Bible thumping, old-fashioned, whatever you want, that's your business. But my God calls me his friend. Period. 
That's what he calls me. And as his friend, as his servant, and as a joint heir with him, I'm to preach this word uncompromised, unwavered, unaltered. Preach it. Preach it in love. That's what you're to do also. I know this week is going to be different as we'll have Bible study Tuesday. We'll also have a Bible study Wednesday. We'll have Bible study Tuesday at 8 a.m. on Galatians. We'll pick back up. We missed three weeks. We're going to pick back up with that, but Wednesday we'll also have a Bible study. Summer we'll be doing. It'll be online. But we encourage you to seek the Lord. I'm speaking to everybody, but directly to Lakeside Church. Seek the Lord. Ask for wisdom. Ask for guidance. What would he have you do? Uh, Just seek him like you never have before. Pray for us. We have decisions coming up. Pray for the church council. We have decisions coming up. That affects everybody. Pray that we make the right decision based on the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. Not our feel, not our thought, not a guideline, but what the Holy Spirit leads us to do. So anyway, we love you guys. Uh, We encourage you tonight to tune in to uh, Yakinville. Our Yakinville campus was fortunate to to keep having in-person services. And I promise you, as soon as we can, we're going to resume those. Um, And uh, anyway, we love you guys. Thank you for your prayers, support. We need you. Uh, And if you need us, just call us, reach out to us. And uh, we're going to be here working. (laughs) If anybody feels led to help, we would take it. We've got to have this done by October 24th. So anyway, be blessed, and we will see you soon.